This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Thursday, March 23rd, 2006. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Molly Wood. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length, episode 191, introducing a new Earthlink guy. Yeah, we got a new Earthlink guy today. Yeah. Because Hunter, the old Earthlink guy, he, he gone. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> but we think you're going to like the new guy. And... Uh, we also uh, are like feeling the love from iTunes. I know. Jeez. It is so exciting. As of this moment, or the last time I checked, we were up to number 30 in all podcasts in the top 100. Yeah. <gasps> love the love. I know. Thanks, Thanks y'all. Thanks to Hooray. iTunes and thanks to y'all for continuing to subscribe and I know. say nice things about us on the reviews. And I do love there, there's exciting. one review on, the, on iTunes that calls us communists. <laughs> really yeah awesome <laughs> because you know we're so dead red because we're yeah it's the red ball that's what does it People yes think, oh red that's true yeah. don't you guys know about cnet's and Secret then you put us in history? san francisco what else <laughs> what are they supposed to believe clearly all right uh so anyway. speaking of communism dell has agreed to buy alienware <laughs> sometimes the segues don't have to make any sense so <laughs> no. haha they're still great yeah this is pretty exciting apparently alienware Although not Dell at this point had confirmed that they have been purchased by Dell. Yeah, and uh, this is both on the Alpha CNET blog as well as news.com, and it's being reported all over the place, so we're pretty sure it's true this time. But yes. we had reported this rumor, I don't know, last week sometime. Yeah, I believe that CNET's own, not to toot toot, but CNET's own Rich Brown, I think, broke the rumor. He was one of the first uh, first I saw. Yeah. Anyway, uh, News.com is calling it a rare acquisition. It's designed to improve Alienware's supply chain and boost Dell's standing among PC enthusiasts. And what I think mostly mm-hmm. is that this explains all of Dell's wink, wink, oh, AMD, we'll be selling AMD. I know. You know. All of that flirting around with AMD that happened in January, I absolutely think was about this acquisition yeah. because Alienware sells machines with AMD. They also sell machines with Intel in them, do they not? Um, I believe they yes. do. Yes, Alienware will continue to offer PCs that use both AMD and Intel processors. Now, some people I've seen fear that Dell will come in and change the Alienware line and force them to go to Intel, but I don't think that's true. Given all of the flirting back in January, yeah. I think Dell intends to just try to work on Alienware's supply chain and let Alienware be Alienware. I think Dell looked at it and said, you know what? We can get more money out of this and you guys are good. Right. And we haven't, Dell so far apparently still has not commented at this moment anyway, but right now Alienware is saying that Dell's exclusive relationship with Intel won't affect Alienware's relationship with both chip makers. So they will be able to just sort of go ahead as planned. And of course they can say whatever they want. Analysts we'll see what they remain do, skeptical. Analysts are always skeptical. Although, That's their job. Although our own Rich Brown says this is a smart move for Dell because it gives the company an answer for when people ask about AMD. And it doesn't really, and this is the, the most clever part, it doesn't really damage Dell's relationship with Intel because they didn't say we're putting AMD in, in Dell's. I think if Dell doesn't mess with Alienware and just works on the supply mm-hmm. chain, I think that it's a great idea for both companies. Yeah, why not? I wonder what's going to happen with XPS. You know, we're all drooling about that big old rig that they came out, that, you know, finally came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, That's the only question is, what is Dell going to do with that? Are they going to give those things to Alienware to produce, or are they going to continue to compete, sort of, 
in that area, in you that know, arena? Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be the first time that a company bought another company and then and sort of cannibalized its own sales. I mean, I think it's a good idea to appeal to hardcore gamers with the Alienware brand, but then maybe try to convert more mainstream gamers with the XPS brand. I and mean, that I don't think seems that would to be, be the early analyst opinion. I, right. If I were Dell, I would just hand over all that XPS stuff and say, Alienware, you're good at this part. You handle it. You build it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would still, me, I think I would still try to rely on the strength of the Dell name because the XPS, wouldn't have to necessarily take the, the Dell Renegade, name off But the Renegade is pretty much of an anomaly, I think. That's the like obviously the most high-end thing they've ever done. It's $10,000. It's a limited release. And I think most of their XPS machines aren't really designed to be in quite the same space as Alienware. I might have it wrong, but that, mm-hmm. to me, I bet they'll keep no, most producing the them themselves. You know, uh, here's my s- ridiculous prediction, though. Mm-hmm. By 2007, Delianware. <laughs> and it, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> big networks apparently uploading video while at this other, at the same time, big networks demanding it be removed. Yes. We're talking the, about television networks. We're talking here, about not. the same networks, by yeah. the way. So this is a posting on Boing Boing talking uh, specifically about YouTube and Lazy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube co-founder Chad Hurley says, in some cases, the same company is both uploading video and ordering YouTube to take it down. So the right. marketing folks are getting it and going, put this on YouTube and it'll get the word out. And this it'll is great huge. viral marketing. And at the same time, the attorneys are going, I can't believe people are putting this on YouTube. And we, this is a violation of our rights and we need to have it taken down right away. <laughs> it's hilarious. And they're probably like at <laughs> other ends of the same hallway. I know, I'm sure. And they're just kind of not talking to each other. Yeah, I love it. And that, yep, yeah, that's perfect. Because marketing people literally hear the words viral marketing and man, legalities out the window. They're like, do it. Game Developer Conference continuing to go on. Now, we had heard a rumor that Satoru Iwata, the uh, president of Nintendo, Apologies might, to might reveal... Everywhere. <laughs> apologizing <laughs> for me. <laughs> but yeah, apologies. Uh, we, that he might actually reveal a name change for the Nintendo Revolution and perhaps an early ship date. Now, you may know better by the time you download and listen to this, but as of now, we haven't seen any confirmation of that. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I saw, I think I saw on Engadget the most recent rumor about it was that the Nintendo Revolution might become the Nintendo Go or something. The Nintendo? Nintendo. I like Nintendo Revolution. Go. It sounds Nintendo so Joe. cool. Nintendo Joe. Uh, but what we do know is Nintendo Sony's, Bob. So, <laughs> no. I like so, it. No. <laughs> I love it. I want some more of it. (laughs) Wow. Sony confirmed the November release of the PS3, so no matter what Nintendo does, the PS3 ain't coming out until November, and they said they're not worried. And possibly later. They have a 10-year cycle in mind, you know, speaking of communism. Instead of a five-year plan, they have a 10-year plan, and that coming out six or seven months or even a year after Xbox 360, they don't care. Not a big deal. They're patient. That is so... Interesting that they, it says Sony measures its console in this world where we have been discussing so much of of constant product releases. It is amazing to consider that Sony measures its gaming console successes or failures in 10-year life cycles. Now, this makes sense, though, because you think about how long they went with the PlayStation 2. Because they were out with the PlayStation 2 much earlier than Xbox or GameCube. Right, absolutely. And it didn't hurt Xbox or GameCube. I mean, Mm -hmm. those succeeded or failed on their own merits. So I think Sony's looking at that like, you know, being first really didn't help us all that much. Right. So being last this time around. Nor is, did it hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. So being last is not a big deal. We'll we'll still have backward compatibility, a huge library of games, and all our features. Right. And we'll, st- we'll just go with strength of brand and strength of features. And honestly, what's more important is getting out 
in time for that holiday crunch. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. So we'll see. Um, apparently, in other PlayStation 3 news, on and gadget I saw, and of course it came from somewhere else, uh, ps3.ign.com, apparently the PS3 will ship region-free. So if you're looking to play DVDs and games, DVD-based games, of which they all are anyway, but um, from other countries, you, you can. All right, which is when, crazy. That is freaking crazy. And cool. When we come back, paying by PayPal on your phone, HD DVD delayed again, and the iPhone finally? With Earthlink's new 6.0 megabits per second DSL, you can download a 1 megabyte digital photo in 1.33 seconds. That's 11.97 times faster than it'll take me to finish this commercial. There. Done. Go to earthlink.net. Did you like him? Did you like the new Earthlink guy? (laughs) Send us your feedback. (laughs) PayPal has launched its mobile payment platform called PayPal Mobile. So what's the deal with this? You get to pay for things over your cell phone with PayPal, but does it like does that just mean when you're surfing the web on a phone or I guess so and if anything takes um well I guess there's a text to buy purchase. So they say, so PayPal says, anytime you see text to buy next to something you want to buy, so on the mobile web, I guess, on a poster, magazine, event, you can securely order the item by text message. Oh, so you don't even have to be surfing the web. You just see a billboard and you text message? I guess so, yeah. Or if you're just out and about. How cool is that? Use oh, your and phone. PayPal has your address, uh-huh. so it feeds that to the vendor. Uh-huh. So I just like, Ka-ching. I'm walking around, I, I, you know, I see something I, on a billboard while I'm driving and I get on my cell phone because that's what people do. They dangerously talk on their cell phones while driving. They dangerously text they don't, on their cell phone. They better not be text messaging yeah, while driving. I, let's just throw the so whole they pull car over, out the they window. pull over safely to the side of the road. Exactly. They type in uh, the code from the billboard and order the new Delianware. Yeah. Use your, <laughs> nice, use your phone to buy items like CDs, DVDs, books, electronics, accessories, and much more. So you text PayPal the item number, they call you back to confirm the purchase, oh, okay. and that is it's it. It's not and then totally apparently, instantaneous. No, but apparently there are no additional charges. That's really cool. I know. That's I th- actually really cool. <laughs> that's actually pretty sweet. Can you use it at a vending machine? Can I pay for my Coke by PayPal? See, now that's the next step. Or, I, you my, know, or my non-branded cola This is product. pretty interesting, and also kind of, it potentially drives a stake through the heart of the people who are just trying to create kind of mobile wallet standalone applications. Because if PayPal locks it up and it's really that easy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, totally off topic, by the way. Why is everyone drinking Diet Dr. Pepper lately? Man, I don't know. There you know what? I did it because of peer pressure because everybody was having it. And I thought, oh, that sounds kind of good. Is Diet that why? Dr. Pepper. It's yeah. Peer and pressure. then the next thing I know, I looked around the room and boom, everybody had it. But it is delicious. I just did it out of weirdness. I, I, and one day I was like, I'm going to drink that. I don't know. It's the thing to do, apparently. I think this is trend spotting right here. Yeah. Diet Dr. Pepper is the next big thing. You heard it here. All right. <laughs> Uh, also, in the mobile world, Slingbox has launched its Sling Player mobile, oh. which allows you to watch your television from your home over your smart. mobile device. Over your, your smartphone, smartphone or mostly. PDA. I almost said your cell phone, but it could be a PDA. It's just It so could even be a laptop, cool. but that's the other Slingbox. This is the mobile one, which really looked great. I haven't tried it out in the field, mm-hmm. but we tried it out at CES and with the guy like from it. Slingbox, and at least on his trio, it looked fantastic. Yeah, I I just think this is awesome. I just love the idea of being able to sit there with my trio and watch my TV. I was thinking about this today, though. Why haven't I bought the Slingbucks? Because I do love it, and I I rave about it all the time, yeah. about how great an idea it is, and but I haven't purchased one. I know, because you know why? You don't need it. It's super cool, but you really don't need it, because you don't, for one thing, you don't travel that much, 
right? Yeah. So you travel some, maybe like once every three months, you go on a trip. And then where the places that you go, they have television. Yeah. Well, and I also, I mean, the big thing I could see myself using it for it would be to watch baseball games, mm-hmm. which I also, and this is st- probably stupid, but I pay to stream them. Right. Which I can use on any computer anywhere. Okay, so I was thinking about this. This is a little off topic too, but I just have to know. You pay... <laughs> To this is a column. Actually. No, no, this is. I, I yeah, do this. This is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, you pay to get the baseball channel, right? Uh-huh. So all the baseball games. Yeah, well, the the extra innings package, on your yeah. your digital cable. Mm-hmm. You also pay. <laughs> I totally the, feel like a big outed. The XM radio fee. <laughs> Basically, yeah. you chose XM so that you can get all the baseball games. So yeah. that's another ten dollars a month or whatever, however yeah. much it is. And you pay to stream all the games. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm not videos. trying to. Well, I'm not trying not to. Not just out the you. streaming, but the videos. Right, the videos. So I'm not trying to out you. What I'm saying is, why in the hell is that not available as like one package? Well, that's it. You know what? Why are you paying three different times just to get all the baseball? Why do I pay three different times is a whole different question. Why do I have to pay three different times? I think it's what you're after. I'm saying, why why am I such a fanatic that doctors are still working on? I know you're a fanatic. Why do I have to? Yeah, exactly. Why why haven't we got to the point? And I know why, because we haven't got there yet, but we should get to the point where you can just pay for a baseball pass. MLB is in control of everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. MLB you know, is it's in control not like of everything. The, you know, the National Hockey League, and yeah. you know, they have ultimate control of everything, including player stats. And every single one of these things is a licensing deal with one of those big, the one of those three companies with Comcast, with XM, and with whoever does. I'm it on surprised the they haven't tried charging for their podcasts. Yeah, but so yeah, I know totally because that's what sports content distributors do but really they could make that package couldn't they yeah well you know what they make more money this way possibly i don't know how many more people i guess that's the thing what how many more people would they get to sign up and would the money work out right if it was relatively inexpensive and it and if it was like all three mediums yeah oh my gosh all three media Media. anyway yeah media anyway that that occurred to me the other day and i thought there's a market there all right, real quickly, HD DVD delayed until April 18th. This is so that the release of the players will coincide with the three movies <laughs> coming out. John P. Falcone blogged this on the Alpha blog. The three movies are The Last Samurai, The Phantom of the Opera, uh, and Million Dollar Baby. Meh. So two out of three ain't bad. I guess. <laughs> I, I have seen none of those. Million Dollar Baby is very good. The Last Samurai, very good. The Last Samurai, very, very good. Well... <laughs> no, just very good. It does have Tom Cruise in it, right? I watched the end of it, actually. I did see the end of it on a movie channel in a hotel room because I'm perfectly happy to entertain myself yeah. on TV, and that's why They're I They're not classics, though. Phantom of the Opera has its fans. I shouldn't diss on it. Mm. Uh, anyway, also, uh, we should mention, if you're very confused about the HD DVD Blu-ray stuff, we do have a new quick guide out. We'll put a link in the newsletter, but if you go to CNET, there's an HD DVD versus Blu-ray quick guide, and the summary of the quick guide is, just hold off. Yeah, just don't buy Don't anything. buy anything yet. Which I was very proud to see our, our editors take up that call as well, because, man, is it just a mess right now. All right. Now everybody's chomping at the bit like, you said iPhone, you said iPhone. What about the iPhone? <laughs> All right. Here's what about the iPhone. There is a rumor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Posted on Dig. We got this uh, actually off our own message boards. Dan from T.O. Mm-hmm. Uh, pointed to the iPod phone, and you saw it on Engadget as well, right? I did, yeah. And, this and is part of that blogger attribution mess. Exactly. But anyway. It appears to have originated at smarthouse.com.au, so Australian uh, website. Apparently, insiders at Taiwanese phone maker BenQ say that Apple has been talking to various m- members of its supply chain. So, it, so, so BenQ basically said, we're not making an iPod phone, but... 
People, Apple people have been coming to our suppliers and asking them to manufacture parts for an iPod phone. Mm-hmm. In some, an iPod phone is being built, and everybody in Taiwan knows about it. <laughs> wow, I know. Who knew? Who knew? I guess the Taiwanese know. And we have some. We have some folks in uh, in Taiwan listening to us. Yeah. So do you know? Do you Let know? Let us know if you know. Anyway, it says that Apple has not at this point decided whether to give out who who is going to get the contract to build the iPod phone. So apparently anybody who is caught spreading these rumors will most likely not. Get okay, it. don't send it from your main email address. Use, <laughs> <laughs> right. use like a, a Yahoo or a Hotmail or a Gmail or something. Exactly. Other In other forum, interesting forum stories from Dan, <laughs> Daniel from T.O., oh, yeah. uh, apparently the Canadian Record Industry Association commissioned a study on the effect of P2P downloads on legal purchases and kind of unfortunately for them found that it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is uh, a blogger named Michael Geist, who I'm f- familiar with, did an analysis of the study put out by the Canadian Record Industry Association. And Michael, from that story, says, look, Downloading makes up for less than one-third of the music on downloaders' computers. Downloaders often test songs on P2P services before buying. The largest downloading demographic is also the largest buying demographic, Mm -hmm. and dips in music sales have little to do with the availability of music on P2P services. Now, this is from the CBC website. This is their summary of Michael Geist's blog, right, which and, he's interpreting. So it's a few steps clear. removed. Also, we but. should, and one thing to note is that there is an update that Michael... Geist, so he interpreted these results on his own. Now, apparently the company Polara, who conducted the survey, is taking issue with his interpreter in his interpretation of the survey. Yeah. And so now... As you can imagine, they would, because they're being paid by the Canadian recording industry. Exactly. But so now on there, on Boing Boing, there's a whole, like, they're doing a point by point back and forth. But he maintains that his reading of the survey is correct and the survey results is correct. And that, uh, indeed... Which other surveys have found. Yeah, this stuff doesn't seem that different from the arguments that have been made in the past. Right. It's just the fact that it's there in a recording industry survey. Yeah. And they're probably trying to work to spin it the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, so he beat him to the punch a little bit. Yes, and now they're not so happy. All right, Molly, do you want to get into this uh, this forum uh, thing that you've been you've been dealing with? This is basically <laughs> I've been James or, or Jasmus as some call him, uh, saying, Molly, you can have innovation or you can have security in your purchase. We're not talking viruses here. Right. Security in your purchase, but you can't have both. Yeah, this is vis-a-vis my constant complaints about the iPod release. I posted roughly 9,000 words on this in the forum. (laughs) So I will... So uh, sum it up in five. I will direct you there. My sum up in five is that um, I think that in the case of the iPod, Apple has traded frequency of release for innovation. Now... That I do not appreciate. I haven't read your posting all the way through. Because it's 9,000 words? Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like what you're saying is instead of pacing their revolutions or their revisions of the iPod so that you get really true innovation, mm-hmm. they co- sort of trickle out features. Yeah. So that you're you're just constantly annoyed by the fact that there's another upgrade that isn't so much better, but it's got something you want, yeah. rather than tremendously innovative. Is Tra- that- yeah, no, exactly. That's okay. exactly it. They've traded frequency for innovation. So Is they that- constantly put out new iPods, so that it seems like it's you know you get a little new feature here and there. But none of them are the one thing that, oh my goodness, you have to have. Whereas, by contrast... The PlayStation is a great example. The fact that Sony is measuring things in 10-year mm-hmm. increments, saying the PS3 is going to live up to a 10-year cycle because we have put so much time into making it the perfect, most revolutionary next-generation console that you will be unable to resist it. I think you're right, but I also think it's a, men- it's a psychological thing. 
because with the iPod, it doesn't bug me. Yeah. Like they think your evaluation is right. But for some reason, it's like, whatever. I just bought a video iPod. It's the first iPod I've ever owned. I bought it because it had video. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they might come out with some cool touchscreen thing or click wheel, maybe I'll feel different when I actually see one. (laughs) But it doesn't bug me. Yeah, I think that's You know, I I got it for what it does, and I'm happy with what it does, and that's fine. Yeah, that's everybody's counter argument. It's like, you don't have to buy the latest and greatest thing. And you don't. I'm not saying this kills me or that it drives me crazy. What I'm saying is. It's crazy, doesn't it? Well, it kind of drives bit. me crazy because I think that it Apple does. does this. And I think it's some of it is a some of it tends to be a little bit abusive. In the case of the iPod, abusive? a lot of it I I have in the past considered it somewhat abusive to consumers the really? way they constantly release one thing, come out with something that may or may not be and in the in a lot of cases their stuff had not been backward compatible and I'm talking about not iPod releases, like newer machine releases and operating system releases that were like you know, that were the equivalent of an SP1, it costs another $129. So when it comes to Apple specifically, and specifically this iPod stuff, like three months. I mean, if you read this post, at one point they went three months between, like you could have ordered a brand new iPod, a 30 gig iPod, ha- it waited a month to get it because they were having a fulfillment problem. And then three months later, been faced with a 40 gig iPod for the exact same price. So to me, that's a little bit abusive because you as a consumer... You know you didn't have to buy it, but maybe you did, and you spent three ninety nine, and you waited your month, and you were you know you were faithful to the brand by buying it right away. And literally three months later, yeah, there's another device with greater capacity, ten gigs more, for the exact same price. And there's no way that you as a consumer are going to make back your money when you resell that device to get the new one if you want to. Oh yeah, well you never make back your money when you resell. I mean depreciations. No. Horrible. So anyway, all right. I didn't mean to get into that again. Just read the nine thousand. Uh, I, I provoked you, into and it. then uh, my yeah. own fault because you just wanted to pick a fight. <laughs> I'm farther away than I usual because I'm sitting today. in Veronica's seat, <laughs> so I feel safer. Oh, because like I'm a slapper. I've got all these monitors Come in front on. of me. If you start throwing things at me, Come on. <laughs> uh, Melissa in upstate New York wrote in, said, uh, pointed us to a CNN article about the buzz around snakes on a plane, and uh, <laughs> Melissa, mm-hmm. bless her heart, said they do mention a blog website, but they don't seem to realize that you guys are actually the driving force behind all the buzz all the buzz i, yeah, I don't think we are <laughs> but i you know we appreciate the passion yeah thanks and it, they did use the word buzz we do come love on them. yeah come on that it's means so us. easy also uh we got another email from mark who pointed out that the new snakes on a plane logo is out on mm-hmm. coming soon.net so yes. totally off topic by the way I guess not because it's internet buzz that's really driving snakes on a plane. I love this quote, though. And you know what's funny, though? This is almost the same quote from the CNN article and ComingSoon.net. Because they both pulled it out of the Hollywood Reporter, Uh, but CNN put quotes around it and Coming Soon didn't. Oh, really? Just a side note. Anyway. Attribution spot. When director David Ellis assembled Jackson, Samuel Jackson, and others for the recent shoot, the filmmakers added more gore. More death, more nudity, more snakes, and more death scenes. That would be more death twice. And they shot a scene where Jackson does utter a line that fans have demanded. This is the first time I ever knew that fans demanded a line be in a movie before the movie ever came out. I know. That's awesome. Like, it's not even a sequel. People love it. Yeah. Um, one thing that we will maybe talk a little bit more about tomorrow because things are it's getting a little late today. An email from Bill noting that, um, according to NetworkingPipeline.com in a speech that FCC chief Kevin Martin gave recently, he apparently seems to be supporting tiered internet and the ability of telcos to allow, to charge websites whatever they want if those sites want adequate bandwidth. It's the old argument of they own the pipes, so they should get to do what they want with them. Right. And 
I think there's a lot of issues with that, which, like you say, we don't have time to get into right now. But it's one of those things of like, yes, but the Internet works well mm-hmm. without that being the case. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Anyway. Thanks, we'll, Bill, for that, though. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we'll carry this discussion perhaps to the forums. Tell us about the contest. There's a contest. There's a contest. Tell us about the contest. Uh, oh, me? Yes. <laughs> we are having a user... <laughs> Uh, user-submitted video contest. You can upload your own video to CNET. Go to video.download.com slash a bunch of other things that we'll post in the forums. <laughs> um, and upload your video about CNET. Basically, this is a this is a marketing campaign. We want to know what's your favorite electronic product and why. What do you like best about CNET? And if CNET could offer you a personalized service, what would you like it to be? So the best videos get played on CNET.com mm-hmm. in the little video players that, that play around the site. And then uh, one lucky winner uh, is supposedly going to be invited on Buzz Out Loud. Oh, really? Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Great. That's see? what they told me when I read the copy for the promo that's on this page. Oh, see, check out all that incentive. <laughs> so look at that. No, seriously, you get to be on, you get to call in and be a, a guest on Buzz Out Loud. That's great. And if you're here in person, you should know that I do not hit or throw things. <laughs> we will not be flying you here, though. So you only can yeah, be here in person sorry. if you can make it here on your own. We're that cheap. If you want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day and what's happening in the technology world. You can also reach us by calling 1-800-616-CNET, though, like we've been saying, no calls played till next week. Buzz at CNET.com is the email address, and forums.cnet.com is the message board address. Just look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. Please do. Please. Bye. Bye. Thank you.